everybody, and welcome to the Bit Effect. Today, it's close to Christmas, so it's time to talk about Yakuza. And the flavor this year is Kiwami. And with me, to, well, you could say he's my Nishikiyama, to my Kiryu is my good friend Craig. Hi there. It's nice to be back for Yakuza. And since this is going to be a one-episode jobby, we have to get down to business. So, Craig, if you could kindly read us the stats, and we can get on with this sucker. Of course. So, Yakuza Kiwami was developed by Ryuga Gagotoku, um, published by Sega, or Deep Silver over here, because, you know, why not? Directed by Koji Yoshida, produced by Mayoshashi Yokoyama and Mitsushiro Shimano. Music was composed by Hidenori Shoji. It's part of the Yakuza series. Blah. And the original game was released on the PlayStation 2, but we are playing Kiwami, the extreme version, because did you know Kiwami is extreme? Yeah, I never Dave? heard that. Yeah, I know. Um, and it was released, actually, in 2016 in Japan. Um which is crazy. We got it in 2017 and then it came out on the Xbox on in 2020 when they released, I think at that point they released everything so on Game Pass at one point you could play every single Yakuza from zero through to... That's great! Six. I mean, you're still missing, you're missing like yeah. two Yakuza games but they're spin-offs so that doesn't really matter too much but yeah, yeah, as we do every year we like to save Christmas time for punching salary men in the face. And this year, we kind of had a bit of a um, back and forth on whether or not we were going to do Lost Judgment, because that is new, and we did Judgment before. Or, since the first Yakuza we did, we jumped from, like, Yakuza 0 all the way up to Yakuza 6. We're like, well, we should probably fill that in at some point. And once we get to Yakuza 5, we both quit, because that game is 90 hours long. So, Craig, uh, we have the interesting job of trying to talk about Yakuza like they're not all the same yeah. to some extent. So let's take this one a little bit differently. What I would like you to do is tell me the things that stood out about this one to you before we do a general overall explainer. If in case yeah. you know, you're just listening because you want to know what's different about Kiwami or what stands out. Okay. Um... I suppose this one, the, the reason this stood out for me was the odd order in which I played Yakuza games. So I started on six. Nope. And then started obviously on worked backwards. I started on zero and then went six and black and forward and back. This was the first one that because it was the Kiwami version, it included specific additional contact that had callbacks to zero. So for me, it was the first it was genuinely the first one where I started to think, ah, I I kind of almost know what's going on here. I almost know who that guy is, and I almost understand the hierarchy of the Tojo clan. It was kind of like, it was nearly there. That um, muddled in with the fact that this is a slightly simpler story than what I'd played before, like Zero and Six both have quite complex, twisty-turny stories. This one still has complexity, but it's a lot more traditional in the story beats, without spoiling anything, you know, like three minutes into the podcast. It's just, it's a more simple thing, you know, like... Oh no, I, I was just going to spoil it again. Anyway, so basically those, those reasons made me think, ah, this is this is simpler. And the last thing, I suppose, that, that struck me 
was its length. It felt a bit shorter, not too short. Oh, it's only like seventeen hours if you blitz it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, So it felt a good a good bit shorter with slightly less distractions than what Zero had. There's still the the same old pocket racer and stuff, but the it just felt a bit more streamlined. So it felt. I suppose a bit like a play t- PlayStation Two game, but it looks great. Um, yeah, that that's one of the things I noticed. Right, is how simple a lot of things feel comparatively to Zero and Six. Right, like um, mm-hmm. first off, if you are curious, there is no battleship moment in this. <laughs> the best you're gonna get is there's a secret room. Actually, there's multiple secret rooms. The Japanese love to have mm-hmm. hidden panels and secret rooms. So right now, if you're in Japan, start pressing the wall in random places. You may actually open up a secret passage. Um, the the like you said, the hierarchy that's here is way simpler than it is if you jumped in at Yakuza yeah. Zero or Six. Um, and then there's the thing that was going to spoil it. So never mind. I'm sorry. I'm doing it too. Okay. Uh, really mm-hmm. quick, in case you are listening and you're new, the spoiler policy will be. No story spoilers until we'll let you know. Uh, but gameplay spoilers are all good. Um, I do like the battle system in this more than I do in uh, comparing it to Judgment. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, sorry. Well, that one's fine. I, I, I am curious, though, since um, arguably your favorite one is still probably Zero, mm-hmm. just because, you know, that's your entry point. How do you prefer the experience points method of leveling up to the money method of leveling up? I, I'm i always a sucker for experience points for some strange reason. It feels like like it's, lit, it's literal meaning of gaining experience and then you level up with that experience. So if I punch a wall enough times, I get better at punching a wall. Um, I don't have to nip down to shops to pay to get better than punching a wall. It's the experience of you know, it's a very literal thing. It's the experience of punching a wall. So I always kind of gravitate towards that. Um, unless it's a driving game, in which case you buy better tiles and stuff. But, you know, for everything else. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it felt like I was making more... Now, this may be due to the fact that the game is shorter, but I did feel like I was making more steady progress in this mm-hmm. as opposed to the, okay, let me go find some nouveau riche guys and beat them up for a bit yeah. so I can get some new skills. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, what style did we gravitate towards this time? Um, this time, this is a really weird one. I'm normally kind of like center center of the the run, you know, the average brawling, punching with a bit of dodging. I was permanently on rush for ninety percent of this, um, and every so often switching to beast mode. Uh, okay. Just when there was plenty of guys about and stuff to pick up, I rarely did anything else. I know there's a dragon, the dragon style that you can only use when you fight Majima. Is that that one? No, no. I'll explain how it works after this. Yeah, I, I, it's the, I never really clear on that because I never mixed up the styles too much. But yeah, I I always think Rush is great for nipping nipping in, punching, punching, punching when you're fighting someone like is it Shimano, the big the big big guy? Oh yeah, guy. yeah. It just makes sense to be able to nip in, punch, 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 and nip out when you're fighting a big bear. I see. I normally a rush man myself. I was all through zero, right? Like it was uh-huh. rush, and it was slugger for Majima. Uh, and this time it was like brawler, like ninety percent brawler. <gasps> we flip flopped 
I know, right? Until I got through like a good 80% of the game went, oh, I should probably try to fill out the completion list on, on those other ones. And so I started flipping to, to Rush and Beast. Mm. Uh, the way your fourth style works in this, it's the Dragon of Dojima style, is the uh-huh. more you fight Majima, the more you unlock in that tree. Right, and that's then the way it works, right. Um, if you remember the, let's just say, underground casino, there's that old mm-hmm. guy by the fountain that's like, oh, let me teach you a skill about disarming people. Yeah. Um, that will also unlock. It's like sub-story and Majima-related. Yeah, okay. I knew there was something Majima-related, but I yeah, just like every, every single game and every single time we talk about any sort of complexity in battle systems or weapons, I find something that I like and then I just roll with it. And it, like the most recent thing that comes to mind is that whole vampire thing where I didn't even engage with any blood-related weaponry because I'm like, I've got a big bat. I like my big bat. I'm just going to keep <laughs> on hunting people with my big bat. I should branch out, Dave. I really, really think I should. Broaden your horizons a little. Yeah. Get someone with a 2x4 once in a while. Oof, oof. Um. So one of the things that sets Kiwami a little bit apart from if you're coming from the newer ones is you only play as Kiryu in this. Uh, how does that strike you? Like, <laughs> I kind of miss Majima. Yeah, I miss playing as Majima. I think Zero plays that off really well, or um, really well. Uh, but the the general way I played through these games was obviously the kind of like zero six, and then I did one two three four five. By the time you get to five, and you're playing five different people, it becomes an absolute nightmare. Yes, so, nightmare's so, a good one. So, moving back to Kiwami, where you've just got one person, it's like, ah, oh, back in the simpler times. You know, I've only got one storyline that I need to kind of follow, and I'm only one person. Works. It works for me. I yeah, that You brought, you said that uh, there's, there's only one storyline, and that's kind of true. Like, this does not go down that Yakuza rabbit trails of like, let's, let's, I mean, it does a little bit towards the middle with Haruka, but not a ton the entire yeah, game. There's not, there's not intertwining storylines where you're playing two characters that meet at key points. There's none of that. It's very much you're following the story of Kiryu and the, the downfall, rise, downfall, rise, and then downfall and then rise and then retirement of Kiryu. There's all the while being called old man since you were 19. Oh. Yeah, old man. Which, which you mentioned that to me, Craig, uh, behind the scenes. He's like, "Why, why?" And, and I, I did the math. So he's like forty in okay. this, yeah, compared to a twenty-year-old. I thought forty was old. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I kind of get it. Okay. Um, one of the things I, I really missed, and I didn't actually think I would, was I missed having my non-buzz around. I, I missed having party members that you could yeah. just talk to. Which is weird because there's only one game in the series that's really like that. But coming from Like a Dragon to this, boy, did I miss the stupid little interplay things that go on. Like having a drink with, you know, Junji Han. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I mean, was this hard that, coming back to you? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's it's very much, it's a theme for probably final thoughts here and then in the years to come when we play more Yakuza games and Judgment games playing like a dragon it didn't break Yakuza for me but it was it felt like it's how it should be and it was the biggest challenge was coming back to brawling when like a dragon is just epic it is the best Yakuza game by far (laughs) 
I, I will sort of agree with you. For me, it's like I, I eat steak all the time, and then somebody offered me pork, and you're like, oh, well, that pork chop tasted really good. Boy, every once in a while, I could really go for a pork chop, but yeah. there's only one pork chop. Um, yes, like, like I'm excited to see them continue the RPG series, Yakuza, but it felt good to go punch a salary man in the face without yeah. having to throw birdseed at him first. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think arguably the biggest thing is the small amounts of just interplay. Like here, you kind of get that with Date, but that guy's a butthole and oh, I, quite, like hanging... I quite like him. Oh, that guy is the biggest loser ever. Oh, like, like, and, and then wh- who else do you have um, in this to, to hang out with? You have Haruka, which she's fine and adorable for a little mm-hmm. girl, but you got nothing. You don't even no. have a Mr. Libido that I ran into anyway. Uh, you don't, but there is a side quest where you have to, in one of the public parks, there's a dominatrix that you have to train to be a dominatrix. At the oh, play I park. think I saw that. I, <laughs> I, I, I saw that. I'm like, wait, was that? And there's the other problem. You're like, was that this one? Or was that the other one oh, that definitely. we played? Um, so, um, how does it feel to get back to Kiryu as opposed to Ichiban? Oh, because I, d- I, d- I do like... We both like both. Yeah, Kiryu is like slipping into your slippers on a on a cold winter morning. And like, um, I said to you just before we started recording, Yakuza has become like my diehard Christmas game. It's not necessarily... It's a film that happens at Christmas at points, but it's not necessarily a Christmas game. But I just felt like cozy and happy slipping oh, back absolutely into as soon as i started it up it's like oh it's december all right yeah, yes sir yeah um i coming from and we will try not to constantly compare this to like a dragon but coming from ichiban to kiryu made me really look at kiryu differently right because they're not only two very different characters but they're two very different ways of writing a character um, so I would like to start the conversation with you, Craig, and we will call this conversation, is Kiryu actually a good character? And I'm curious to see how you feel about him as a character, because we definitely talked about Ichiban, and, like, there's multi-dimensions to him. There is. I think Ichiban has, uh, an arc, he's got a definite story arc from when he starts, and he's a down-and-out a day at arsehole and he ends really strong. Kiryu has always started strong and ended strong with moments Gur. of stronger, <laughs> stronger. Um, it's, I'm surprised he's not Superman by now. Uh, so where you see a lot of growth with Ichiban, I really like that. Kiryu is, is it's not so much his character development. You're a part of a white, a bigger story. The game is about getting the, progressing the story rather than seeing Kiryu completely not like you get touching moments, you know. Obviously, that is with- one thing I like about about Kiryu that I, I mm. noticed this time is he is a very stereotypical Japanese tough guy, right? Yeah. Like you see him in animes, you see him in Japanese media all the time. Like he says three words <laughs> once a week, and that's uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. But they've never been afraid to make him super vulnerable either. 
And I like by the time you get to Yakuza Six and he's like sixty years old, they don't play that card so much anymore. But here they definitely did. And I kind of like this Kiryu. I don't. I, again, I couldn't tell you if I like him as much as Ichiban. I like him more than Judgment Guy, whose name I can't even remember. Um, uh, Judd G Ment. Oh, a Judd Gay Ment. <laughs> That's not. Um, yeah, yeah. So. In terms of, like, I guess Kiryu's that guy that's, like, you know how he's going to react in every situation, but it's interesting to see what situations get thrown at him. Yeah, because you, you know he's not he's not going to um, be mean. He's not going to punch a homeless person. If he sees someone in an altercation on the street, he is going to help the person that is in need. He, he has got those qualities about him, which I think is what makes him a really good, you know, like... Yakuza guy, uh, what's the word? Not patriot. What's the? He's not a patriot. Is he a patriarch? Luke. Fifth chairman. Uh, uh, well, chairman. Chairman. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Briefly. Yeah. What? Yeah. Honest. I couldn't even follow the that side of things with a big sticker. Where? What he is? Where and when? Um. Well, like yeah. uh, for example, in the beginning of the game, this isn't a spoiler. Um, the puppy that you find. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the teens are throwing rocks at her. Kelsey was watching just briefly for a bit, and she's like, you're going to stop them, right? I'm like, come on. I know my buddy Kiryu. He's mm. going to And then, of course, he wangs one of them in the head with a rock. So, yeah, I, it, it's, it's he's a nice, comforting presence whenever you come back to these games. It's just, oh, yeah, there's my buddy. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Um, which makes me wonder if that's why in successive games they always have him almost paired up with somebody. Yeah. But, and it, okay. I think the the only, the thing in this game that really sticks out is you see the worst side of the other Yakuza bosses. So you've got Shimano, who's just a douchebag. You've got Nishikiyama, who totally not only like goes mad, mean Yakuza man with power and stuff. And I think Kiryu is rightfully supposed to be the the top Tojo man because he's got the good qualities as well as being able to punch someone in the face. Um. Yes and no. Like, like I do. And there is some of that. Like, look, buddy, you said you were gonna leave. Just, just stick with it, will you? Please, <laughs> right, just, yeah. just stay away. <laughs> just stop it. Um, okay, so l- let's talk about some gameplay stuff. Um, yeah. We're. So- I- I'm sorry if we're talking as if you are familiar with this game, but this being the third game we've done in the series, fourth or third, fourth, yeah, fourth and fourth um, Christmas let- Yakuza Judgment. Yeah, Yakuza well, we've Judgment. Well, like we've done. We've done sex. We've zero, done zero, six, we've like done... a dragon and judgment. Yeah, yeah. So this is five. Yeah. Um, okay, no, this so is it... this is one. Kawami's one. Oh, five is the no, fifth. Well, yeah. well, that's an extreme position to take, Craig. I know. Um, I know. Okay, so um, um, it, it is kind of hard for us to talk like we're coming to this fresh. So if you are interested in a baseline discussion about Yakuza, uh, I would say pick up the Yakuza Zero episode. Try to ignore all the annoying parts, and there mm. you can glean like what this game is all about. But this is very much for people that have been playing the series. Okay, so <clears throat> Craig, yes. One of the best things about this game is Majima Everywhere. Would oh. you briefly explain to people yeah. what the Majima Everywhere system is? So Majima Everywhere is basically uh, um, being accosted by Majima. 
everywhere, as it says. So Majima, you know from previous Yakuza games, he's Mad Dog Majima. He's you know bare chested, snake skin jacket, crazy man who just wants to fight Kiryu and have him eventually beat him. Or I don't know the weird they've got weird diet relationship. It's a very dynamics. Batman Joker yeah. thing going on. Yeah, um, but I, th- I think they lean more towards the bromance than the actual, you know, wanting to kill each other type thing. I'd say very one-sided bromance. doesn't look like Kiryu gives an, a rat's ask about Majima well, very yeah, often. Yeah, that's, it's very true. But anyway, so Majima can jump out at various points and just basically be like, Ah! I'm Majima, so he can be disguised, he can be hidden, he can, he can be everywhere. And you have to, at any point anticipate well you don't suppose have to anticipate but you have to be prepared to fight Majima if you are running point to point and it's the end of the night and you just want to get to that build you want to get (laughs) back to the bar to save the game and to go into the cupboard and do what you need to do you've got to know that Majima might just jump out and then you've got to fight him uh, it's a fantastic thing, as Dave says. Like that's how you level up your drag or you unlock skills and level up your dragon of Dodgema. Da- dragon of Dodgema. <laughs> do- yeah. Do- Dojima. Dodgema. It's Dojima. Dojima. Yeah. That's one. Your dragon of Dojima um, fighting stands, uh, and it's just I really love it. Like I really love it. As far as random encounters go, I would take Majima every couple of feet. Versus my, my worst, the, the the worst random encounters you can see in any game anywhere are in something like Final Fantasy, is it Final Fantasy X, the one where the screen cracks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it happens every five seconds and it takes 20 minutes to get into a battle and then 20 minutes to reload back to the, the overworld again. I just think Majima is, is fab. It's just hilarious. Oh, oh, the wonderful sense of humor they have in yeah. the setups, too. Like, Cop Majima is, is great. <laughs> yeah. When he's, like, really disappointed, he doesn't find a porn DVD on you. Yeah. I, I love the whole, you'll get a text from him saying, hey, there's some really sketchy guys following you. You should go get in this taxi. And then you meet up and yeah. it's a giant rumble. It, it's wonderful stuff. Uh, my favorite, of course, is the um, the sexy pole dancer Majima that you run into. <laughs> I, I love that one. Uh, yeah, so it it is very cool, and it shows that even coming back to it after all the seriousness, I love how the developers still have a really cheeky sense of humor. Yeah. Like, unless somebody's being shot or yelled at, they're like, eh, yeah, let's have some fun. I, I really yeah. appreciate that. It's, it's one of the biggest draws for me of the entire series is... You've got serious, gritty, twisty story, but just a light-hearted, aloof, fun way of doing it. It's just all the side, all the side quests, all the weird characters that you meet are all hilarious, and it just makes it. It does absolutely. Um, so some of the things I, I would ding this for is number one uh, with this Kiwami remake. Guys, put some different Sega games in the arcades, please. <laughs> please. I'm tired of Space Harrier. I'm tired of Virtual Fighter. I, I mean, I would have liked it if they would have went period appropriate, because this takes place in what? Uh, 1990... 96. Or, wait, I is think it 96? 96 is the past in this game. So then the future is whenever... 2006, when he's out of prison. So 96 and 2006? I think it's 2006 or 2007 is when okay. most of it takes place. Yeah. yeah. 
and, and it's like, oh, you could have put some period appropriate stuff in there. Um, they 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 certainly did with the uh, sexy lady bug fighting game. Uh-huh. Um, that is period appropriate. Very strange to have somebody walk in on while you're playing it. You're like, no, 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 it's a, it's a gritty gangster game. It's, uh-huh. it's a swear, it's not it. Um, other than that, the standard bevy of minigames seems to be here. You know, you have your karaoke, you have your, your batting cages, you have your shoji, your, your mahjong. You know, they're pretty much all here. Yeah. Are you personally, sir, getting tired of that bevy of minigames? Uh, I think it's really good in an individual instance to have that array of games but if you're going to go and tank through all of them in relatively quick succession, yes, it gets a bit boring I don't engage with Pocket Racer at all, I'm not a particular fan, I know you like Ah, the Pocket Pocket Racer Racer, Um, I don't like the um, oh Help me out, Dave. I don't like the the arcade cabinets. It's just got no appeal to me whatsoever to play any of the arcade cabinets. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. No. Uh, the Mahjong, I like Mahjong, and I always like the um, Hostessen because it's... Oh, yeah, yep. It's, it's yep. a decent... It's, like, as good as a standalone Hostessen cooking mamai type management game. Diner Dash. Diner Dash, that's the one. It's as good as that but just, just squirreled away in a game. Um, and I, I, I'm not a fan of, you know, the... Um, it's not Mahjong. Is it Shoji? Is the other... Shogi? Yeah. yeah. I can, I it's just like chess. Yeah. I, don't, I just I don't get it. <laughs> um, well, now that you know how to play chess, like all it takes is what pe- what picture equals what piece, and you're like, oh, oh, I got this now. Oh, really? Um, so okay. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much an analog of chess. Like, you can okay. get it pretty oh, good. Fair enough. Um, but it's- it is also nice to see that I don't know if this was a common complaint at the time. I've never really been up on what the fan base thinks of each of these games, but... In seven or yeah, in seven they they brought in new ones like the can collecting game mm-hmm. or you know things like that. It's like okay, you're at least aware that you need to change some stuff. Yeah, which is cool. Um, I take it with this one, you never did play the PlayStation Two version. No, no, never, never. I um, you can kind of see after playing a few of them. You can see it's PlayStation 2 roots, not in the way it looks, but in the way it plays. It plays more linear and more like a game of the era. Things like Majima Everywhere and a PlayStation 2 era game is fantastic. Like, I think as a PlayStation 2 game, it must be a really good game. Um, well, Majima Everywhere wasn't in the PlayStation well, 2. That, that is Kiwami oh, only, yeah. That's sad. Um. Well, that, that well, it would kind of ruin the surprise because every time he was going to be loading in, you'd hear the disc go... I suppose, yeah. To load in. <laughs> You're like, oh, here he comes. Um, but yeah, that that's a new addition. I couldn't tell you a full comprehensive list because it has been so long since I played the original. All I really remember is Mark Hamill and Michael Madsen were voices in it. And that's about it. Um... The most frustrating thing about playing a Yakuza game that you either haven't played before, or it's been a long time, and you just want a hit of that Yakuza, is how long it takes for them to drip feed things to you. Like, oh, you can't go to Pocket Racer yet because it's not Chapter 4, and you can't do this side activity because you're locked into this. It's mildly frustrating, especially when you know, okay, I know what's available here. Yeah. Can we just get to it? Um... 
I, uh, that I, tweaked me a little bit. Yeah, I don't know because if anyone's playing it for the first time, it could be overwhelm. Like it could like be overwhelming to come into. Well, I, I think I remember you saying that on zero. Yeah. It's like there is so much stuff yeah, to do. I, I mean, that sounds like me. <laughs> and 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 yet, oddly enough, I don't think that's the case here. Like, I don't think there's an overwhelming nah, amount of not. stuff to do here. So this might actually be the best entry point. Not that you would be listening to this for it, but if you have somebody that's maybe new to the whole Yakuza series, maybe Koami would be the better place to start than Zero. But then it all depends on whether you think the story is strong. So speaking of the story, Craig, um, if you could do our official uh, story spoilers will happen. Alarm? Oh, awooga. Awooga. Abandoned ah. ship. As you can tell, listener, that is our story spoilers, our now free game alarm. So if you would not like to know the story of Yakuza Kiwami, please exit here while keeping your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. All right, Craig. So, have to get this off my chest because it's like the one thing I always say. I hate amnesia so much. Yeah. I hate it so much. And it's in like every single one of these games. Yes. It's in it's in a lot of them. I I can I can take it or leave it. I don't think it's a particularly strong way to start a story with amnesia because it just it's just boring and it's been done and it's lazy writing and stuff. Um but I can, no, no, I, can... I I get I get traumatic amnesia is a thing. Mm-hmm. Generally, you need a pretty wicked head wound for that to happen. But you know, you know, like I like the way. Um, oh, uh, I think her name was Makamura in Zero, the blind girl. Oh like, yeah, that was yeah. a that was a great way to do that. And in the, I mean, yes, this was written PlayStation Two times when dinosaurs <laughs> roamed the Earth. So yeah, that's fine, I guess. But just once, I want a person to be faking amnesia. Just, just once. Oh, yeah. Be like, no, I use this to my advantage. But it never is. And it's always women that get amnesia, Craig. Yeah. yeah. So don't ever playfully tap your wife on the back of the head or blam. She's going to forget kids, husband, everything. I mean, is, are you pro- I do mean, you promise? I was going to say, this could be used to one's advantage, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. It's not... Also, did you did you have trouble keeping up with this at first? Because it does this weird thing where it's like starts in I'm gonna call what era the game takes place in modern day. Okay. But it starts in modern day and then small flashback and then back to modern day and then back to flashback where it stays for a while and then back to modern day. It's like, jeez, guys. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I'm first not. Off, go- I'm not gonna lie. The first time that you go back in time. I don't know what I missed, but I didn't realise for a good chunk of it that it was actually, you know, like a flashback. (laughs) Yeah, um, when the characters all look and dress the same, it's really (laughs) hard to tell what's a flashback. And everyone's like, old man, and Kiryu's like eight. (laughs) That was his nickname at the orphanage, was old man. And then to to exacerbate things a little bit, uh, in the beginning where you see that scene with the guy uh, flirting with Yumi. Mm-hmm. He looks like the guy. He looks like the guy that got shot. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, was he a Yakuza guy? Because that's weird that they were just sitting there. Uh, I was confused for a little while. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. 
And then you find out that, oh, this is a super small cast for a Yakuza game. It really is. And, spoilers, Craig, 80% of them die? At least. I mean, 80 to 90% even. It's a pretty... It goes the way... It does... It's, hang on, we're getting a wee bit ahead of ourselves. But at the end, when key people die, you just think, again, it loses impact. The amount of death loses impact. Completely. Um, Especially when there's the things like Majima getting shot in the stomach. But, yeah, yeah he's fine. And you're like, oh, okay. But, yeah, like, like, like Shimano gets it. Uh, Nishikiyama gets it. Reina gets it. Yumi gets it. Shinji gets it. Um, um, Kazama gets it. Sarah gets it. Like, everybody gets it in this. Like, I'm surprised they had a sequel after this. Because everybody's <laughs> dead. I don't know. It feels like one of those ones where, like, I know that it's written like this, but it feels like it was written in such a way where, ah, uh, if we kill everyone off, we don't need to worry about continuation or story. Or, you know, like, any consistency. We'll just kill everyone. Yeah, it, it, Keep one it's like person. The, the early superhero movies problem where it's like, you can't kill the villain, guys, because who's coming back? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose I want to bring up in that first uh, flashbacky type moment a massive question that you might have the answer to. And I didn't I didn't ask this in advance. I'm really sorry if, if no, I'm taking you off guard. But... Part of the story, part of the reason that Kiryu is who he is, is he's in the Tojo clan and he's he's doing not too badly for himself. His best buddy, Nishikiyama's there, you know, the love of his life, Yumi, is there. And the reason Kiryu, it's always hinted at, oh, Kiryu spent 10 years in jail, blah, 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 blah. He, Nishikiyama, kills, what's the guy's name? Because I've forgotten that one's. Is it uh, it's 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 Dojima. It, it, oh, it's Dojima. It patriarch of the Dojima family. Yeah, yeah. So kill, Nishikama kills him, saying that he was you know like trying to get it on with Yumi. Right, great. But then in the space of like three seconds, Kiryu's like, "Guys, get out of here! Don't worry, I'll take the fall for this." I don't get why he does it. Like, I literally don't get why. He all of a sudden just says, Nishikiyama, clearly, you know, like, you've shot this guy in self-defense. Just go. I'll take the fall for you. I, I don't... I, I don't get it, Dave. I just, okay, okay. I don't. All right, so I'm going to... I'll, I'll let... let uh, I'll, I'll hire John Hurt to explain this to you. Okay. Um. Okay, so I am guessing that since Nishikiyama is a piece of shit, um, that is a super wet paper platey, no way he could have taken the heat that was going to come from the rest of the Yakuza. Like, if he would have went to jail, he would have got killed in jail. So I think it was, it was it's pretty stereotypical of, like, look, dude, you can't handle the heat. I'll take the heat. And then there's the whole, he had a sick sister. That That's one thing that's a little waffly in this, is that you never see the sister. Maybe that's not sister's not real. I don't know. But there was that motivation, too. Okay. So I, I think it's okay. properly motivated. I don't think it's properly explained why exactly he would do it because he was about to start his own family uh-huh. and all of that stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's the fact that you know they're friends and and I wouldn't take the fall for you, buddy. You kill somebody, I'm I'm sorry, buddy. You're you're going down for it. Well, but I genuinely like my thought was if Dave did this, I wouldn't be. I'm not going to bust into the room and go, <laughs> Dave. 
run. <laughs> For a start, I know you're not going to be able to run far, but also, I'm just going to be like, ah, Dave. I'm sorry. Clearly. Was that a sly little fat joke? No, not at all. I'm just be like, Dave, you just shot this guy. I'm really sorry, mate. But, you know, that... I don't think it was so much for the police heat. I think it was from the yeah, family for, heat. Yeah. But even still, like... Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't... But, I mean, I guess that's why we we like Kiryu. I suppose, like, like, yeah. That's one of the big reasons is he's able to do that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I don't think it was worth it. No. No, the, it, the haircut he gets in prison is just not... doesn't suit him. Oh, to see, I like prison, Kiryu. Oh, really? I like that high and tight fade. Yeah, I, I actually, that's one of my minor complaints is I would have actually liked to play some of the prison sentence. Like, you know. Apart from the pri- prisoner 1572 brawl. <laughs> and then yeah, the- yeah, pretty much that's it. And then it's like, oh, oh, and you're out. It's uh-huh. like, wow. That's pre- also, um, prisons in Japan don't look very fun. They don't. I mean, they he- don't look very fun anywhere except I- Sweden. I don't know when the last time you played it, but you get to play a l- one whole chapter of Prison Life and uh, Yakuza 5. It's- Which is weird, right? Yeah. Like, why in the fifth installment did you decide to do this? Uh, I've got no idea. but it, And it's it's dire because the character... I don't like the character you play in prison. Um, oh, it's- I, I know the guy you're talking about. It's the guy that takes like six shots, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got army boots and army trousers and a big parka. Is it Sa- Saijima? Sajima, Sajima, yeah, that's the one. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Well, who you will run into for some reason over the course of the next four games? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um. Boy, yeah. Looking at this from a grand picture is like, why? Well, why didn't you plant the seeds for that story here? I mean, um, I'm just, I'm surprised. Like they've got, they've probably got to five, and like I can't believe we're still going. Who have we got left that we've not killed <laughs> off? <laughs> That smile burger guy. Let's let's write a chapter about him. Um, well, okay. So um, playing this without playing zero, do you think the parts that are linked up would have stood out to you, or do you think it would have f- went fairly smooth? No, I think I think it would have went fairly smooth. There's not there's not anything that in it that says you need to have played zero to get this. It's more. It just explains more fully. Or it expands on something that happens in one. I just to go back like fifteen minutes. I would heartily say don't play this. But I would say play zero, then one, then two. Then two. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't say play it any other way. I know zero is slightly more complex and modern and expanded and blah blah blah. But to get the full impact, I think the story is worth it. So I think playing it chronologically is the only way to play it. Plus, if you play Zero first, you get to see that really cool acupuncturist scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's still like the highlight of that game for me. I love that scene. Uh, anyway, okay, so back to back to Kwame. Okay, yeah. Um, does any of this? Hmm. Does any of what happens in this strike you as curious enough to learn about, or is this just yeah, that's Yakuza to you out of curiosity? Uh, a couple of things I've googled and bits and bobs. Um. I was always curious about the bur- the smile burger place if that was a real place. Oh, and actually, yeah, um, and other things like I googled how popular are actually 
batting cages in Japan. I've never heard of a batting cage before. Ginormous. <laughs> yeah, like actually huge. And I'm like, these are thing activities and things that people do. I didn't need to Google, oh my goodness, are arcades a thing? Are Sega yeah, No, that's the one thing we don't need to Google. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, I always took it as being the activities, the general feel of the Camarocho, the Camarocho, the general feel of Camarocho and everything was a fairly... And I'm losing using the term really loosely, but a fairly representative um, depiction of a part of a city in Tokyo. I think you know. it it it's more representative than just fairly, from what I gather. It because I I saw some um they're for later Yakuza games, but I saw some side by sides, and it's like, oh yeah, wow, that's that's really. Accurate. I, I um what I was gonna say and before I want to say it before I forget, so sorry for interrupting. Sure. But no. on YouTube after I played one of the Yakuza, I, I had this exact thought. I just thought how realistic this is. I went down a rabbit hole and ended up finding a one hour point of view four K HDR walking tour of Shin Shinjo Shinoku something. Shinjuku? Yeah, Shinjuku. Um, and it is basically Camarocho. Like, you watch this thing and it's a real life video with people, someone walking about the street and you could swear that it was Yakuza. You, someone was playing and it was just super good graphics or something. Like, it feels down to, like, street markings and the hustle and bustle and the neon and, and the, the layouts of the streets and the fact that, you know, like, you a wee baby street down there and then there's a supermarket over there. It's perfect like it it's so uncanny it's unbelievable yeah like and and uh this is leading to something that i'm gonna say and i might regret it i think that's why i think these are better games than gta like there's minute detail in yakuza and <laughs> rockstar tends to go for a pastiche yeah. Of like, this is meant to make you think of L.A., right? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not, here's an L.A. neighborhood, here's some L.A. businesses, here's this kind of stuff. I mean, there's other reasons why I think GTA falls short of Yakuza, but that's a big one for me. And mm-hmm. it might also be just because this is a foreign culture. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'd like to be immersed in this. Yeah, I, I, I quite like a GTA, but you're, you're right. It's more of a, it's the stereotypes or the... um. Oh, do you know what game does it really well? Watch Dogs does does San Francisco really well because it compresses San Francisco into something that you could walk over in a wee while and it's got all the component stereotypical bits smooshed into a small area. So you've got, you know, like a Golden Gate Bridge over into like this kind of district. Um, okay. It doesn't feel... It doesn't feel like an accurate representation. Um, it's more like a smooshing. A bit like Forza as well. You drive north for five minutes and there's a bit of Edinburgh. Uh, you know, yeah, and then there's a bit of something there. Uh, when you said GTA, I immediately thought you were meaning GT, Gran Turismo. So I was like, but those are really accurate representations <laughs> of like Silverstone. And st- and Down like, to like the graffiti, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, that, they're really good. <laughs> So, how long did it take for you to realize that Yumi and Mizuki were the same person? Uh, Much to my shame, it wasn't immediately apparent. 
Um, but I think it, looking really? back, it should have been the second time I played it. I was like, I can't believe I didn't realize that straight away. I think it wasn't until the second time. Was it the second time Mizuki Mizuki turned up? Turns up. It was like, oh my god, I'm such an idiot. For me, it's the moment somebody says a sister. I didn't know she had a sister. I'm like, ah, oh, jeez, it's the same person. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't click straight away. The one thing I'm not a huge fan of in this story is how disposable everybody is until they're not. Like, for example, I'm okay with the you not knowing the big bad of um. What's his name? Jingu? I think yep. is the, the mole Jingu. man's uh-huh. name. Oh, that mole drives me nuts, Craig. I, I can't, I'm very <laughs> glad that man is dead. Um, I, I'm okay with him not showing up until later on. But the middle of this, if you're not partaking in the world, does seem to waffle back and forth with nothing. Like there's the let's take um let's take Haruka here. Oops, nope, nope. She's she's gonna get kidnapped again. Date's fucking useless. Uh-huh. And then oops, oops, she gets she gets kidnapped again. I didn't mind like the finding out the florist and going to the florist and all that stuff, but there was a whole middle section of this where nothing really happened. No, and and bits are protracted. Like it isn't just take Haruka there. It's take Haruka there, but oh, she wandered off and did something else and did something. And I know it's. Like that's it's a game. Things like this happen, but some of it felt just forced and a bit like, oh come on, can we not just go from A to B without any drama? Well, like here's a good example. Oh, I mean, arguably, if they went from A to B with no drama, nothing would happen. <gasps> but um, uh, when Kazuma gets shot by a very clearly obvious, and I don't know if it's because it's in HD now, but that was totally Nishikiyama's model. You're like, oh, yeah, that, that's totally <laughs> yeah. him. There's really no mystery. Um, uh-huh. They really played out that mystery for a long time. Like, guys, guys, you, you totally could have seen. But um, Kiryu leaves and then kind of does nothing. He's not trying to find out who shot him. He's not trying to make sure Kazuma's safe. He's all like, yeah, you guys do your own thing. I'm going to hang out with Date and his daughter, which was a kind of a creepy scene. Uh-huh. Um, it, it felt like sometimes, and I don't mind a passive character, but it, it felt like sometimes he was waiting for other bits of the story to develop, and then he would act. Yeah. Um, let's talk Date. Mm, I like Date. I liked him in other games. I don't like him here. He's, a, he's kind of a slubby good for nothing. He has a bit. I mean, he has a bit, but I just take it that's his shtick. If if that's the right word, that's that's him. And this, he's a bad dad. He's a bit. He's a bit rubbish. He sleeps in the couch and just lets people run away and stuff. That's. But I think I think it's endearing. He does a lot. I think it out, is outweighed by the, what he does for you in this and other games. He he does a lot for K- Kiryu. I, yeah, I guess I, if you factor in later games, yeah, he, he becomes a much better character. Here's a question I have specifically about him. So mm-hmm. after you're done saving his daughter, and yep. then he gets all beaten up, and, she's like that, and they meet in the park, and they're having their tearful, I'm sorry I'm such a terrible dad uh-huh. speech... Why does he slap her? Oh, I've got and no idea. And then say, "I'll always protect you." Right after that slap, it's like, "Oh, okay." 
That's mixed messaging. It's very, for sure. It's very. I thought it was a kind of like, never, don't do that, don't do that again. But there was nothing. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, nothing was said afterwards. Nothing was said beforehand. Yeah. It was just whap. Okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure. Um, I I adjusted my parenting method. Um, to incorporate that. Mm-hmm. So random times, I'll just stare at my daughter and then whap, <laughs> and then say, "I love you, buddy." Um. Yeah, like, like, and and after that story's done, he does kind of become more useful. Yeah, yeah. I uh, they kind of introduce the Division One guys. Also, it drives me nuts that the the organization is called MIA. It's like, damn it, that stands for something here, and I can't get that out of my head. They'll be like, oh, he's MIA. I'm like, he's missing an action. He's right there. And then it would take me a second. I'm like, oh, that's right. My uh-huh. bad. Um, so I'm kind of okay with Dante, I guess. I mean, it, we'll have to see because, you know, Kiwami too. It's mm-hmm. always next year. We'll see how he does. Um, how do you feel about the arguably smaller outlandish things in this? Did anything strike you as a battleship moment? No, no. Um, the only thing that obviously... It builds up to... Uh, can we just, like, outline any bits, including if it was the ending? Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Spoiler walls down. Right, People, nobody's fine. listening now. Okay, great. So the, the biggest thing, that obviously, it's not a battleship hidden under a river type thing, but it's the whole... <laughs> it just feels totally weird. Not weird. It's totally cliched in a weird way of the... Ah, oh, there's ten billion yen, and it, there's there's a bomb, and there's a hidden room, and it was you three stole it, and it just it felt like it was a normal, st- not a normal story, but it felt sane up until it just t- it took a dive off a cliff, not in a bad way, but in a mental way, um, and then obviously when Yumi dives in front of you and gets shot and stuff, I kind of just thought, oh, is she the Flash? Because there is no way, no way she should have been able to do that. No, um, so that and then Nishikiyama getting blown up. I just thought the the most unbelievable bit out of the lot of it is Nishikiyama and Zero. It's a really nice guy. He's your buddy at the start of this. He's your buddy. And it it just hits home that in those 10 years where you didn't see him, he turned into a complete cunt. <laughs> it's just... I, th- I think, oh, he, he is, he is, he is a dick. Yeah. Um, well, now I've called him a dick. You've called him a cunt. He can now asexually reproduce. Uh-huh. Good for him. Um, I think th- there was a mistake in not showing the sister and just having that be the motivation all the time without yeah. showing it at all. Like, you show him in the hot... What is up with that doctor, by the way? <laughs> I, I don't get what happened there. So, the doctor... Is like I'm a sketchy dude. If you got thirty million yen, I'll get you a kidney. I'll uh-huh. get you a thing. <laughs> he gets the thirty million yen, but then the doctors disappeared. Yeah, did for gambling debts that the doctor needed the thirty million. Shouldn't he have waited till he had the money <laughs> to skip? I I don't quite understand that. No, I didn't. I didn't get it either. I, I just didn't. I didn't understand that. And um, 30 million yen. I don't know how much that is in pounds or dollars. But it sounds like a lot for a body part. The, 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 I mean, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, also, what does this sister have? 
don't like, know. <laughs> she has vague heart problems. And they'll put her on a list for a few years before she gets a donor. But she won't make it? Wouldn't they prioritize? Like, I'm not going to lie. I thought they were going to pull up, okay, she needs a new heart. I'm going to kill someone uh-huh. oh, and yeah. give you the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, you have that whole scene with the uh, arguably cringy scene because, come on, Miskiyama, get a backbone, uh, with his subordinate. And it's like, guys, you kill people all the time. I know, yeah. Just kill, just kill someone. Uh, that, um, might be, that might be out with the, the Yakuza code. But he's already killed out of the code. Oh, yeah. So I figured, oh, okay, that's a good way to make him an interesting character is he breaks the code when he needs to, whereas mm-hmm. other, like, Kiryu wouldn't. Kiryu would stand there, furrow his eyebrows and go, I'll work on it. Yeah. And then that would be it. Uh, for reference, uh, 10 billion yen, I did Google it, mm-hmm. is 66 million pounds sterling, almost 67 million. 67 and million. 67 million and it is 88 million in US dollars. I don't know what it is in rubles. I'm sorry. Bloody hell, that's that's too much for a body part. Well, no, 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 that that's the 10 billion yen that got stolen. Oh, right. Okay. Oh gosh. How much was it for the body part? Well, let me ask my good friend Michael Googley. Oh, I see what he did there. Except I hate Michael oh, Bublé. It's Christmas and he comes crawling out of the cesspit that he lives in to smarm his way about the place before crawling back in for another year. He's got he's got a good voice, though. I'll give him that. Okay, 30 million yen. And now keep in mind, this is for a replacement heart. Mm-hmm. 200,000 pounds sterling. Okay. Not terrible yeah that's... i mean if you're in america you're probably gonna rack up that bill anyway yeah that's not awful also craig what did she have oh I've got no it idea. bothers me no idea like i would anyway i think that's a weak part of the story i think that that ends up hurting niskiyama because it has to be something that you can actively see that he would forsake his friends for yeah also Reina. Uh-huh. Doesn't she appear in later games? Don't think so. I thought she was the bartender in the Yak- later Yakuza games, but maybe I'm thinking zero? Zero. Zero she's in. One. Okay. She's in. And then she's not in. <laughs> she just gets just tossed aside. Yeah. Um, and then I don't think you see it again. Oh. Nishikiyama okay, yes, is definitely that, that's my... zero. And I think, coming thinking about it, I think in Yakuza 2, Kiryu goes to Nishikiyama's grave in one of those kind of like, oh, mate, type moments, and that's him as well. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah, I, I think my brain is just saturated with all oh. these random vignettes that I have to put in proper order. It's, so I'm totally game to do this again next year. Yeah, um, and I think, like, I think I think it's great. I love the series, obviously. But I think, oh god, no, that was me launching out final thoughts there. Yeah, no, no final thoughts yet. Terribly sorry. Um, 
I I was a little worried after that scene with Jingu mm. um, at the end when you're on top of the Millennium Tower mm-hmm. that we were not going to have a shirtless fight. I was worried. <laughs> I actively uh. had a note going, going, where's the fight? The shirtless fight. And I, I'm glad it I'm glad it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Nishikiyama still the chump went down fairly easy. Yeah. Um, but then the ending scene. The ending scene. First off, where did she get a bomb? I've got no idea. I've got no idea. And, and even better, okay, here's where you can answer my Yakuza trivia question. Mm-hmm. Which Yakuza game was it where you were also defending a yacht? Was that Yakuza 0? I think that was... Where you had a giant fight around a yacht? No, the dock? Is that not... Oh, I thought that might be two. Let's go with zero. Let's go with zero. It was the one that had the 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 boss guy that had those tiny little glasses. Zero. And he was like, "Dory, okay, all right, all right." So it is zero. Yeah. Zero was Kuze, right? Mm-hmm. Kuze. Okay. Kuze. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're good. Okay. First off, where do they get all these hand grenades from? <sighs> Second of all, why ain't that boat sunk? And third of all, what was the point? Of the helicopter popping up and going, you're all under arrest with zero backup whatsoever. That was like, it was just pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what was the point of that, Uh buddy? And then like, oh, we should get out of here. It's like, no no backup? No nothing? Um, okay. We rag on this story a lot. Yeah. We rag on the story of all Yakuza games a lot. Yeah. But I think they're still head and shoulders above most video oh, games. Oh, you really are. The, the the level of writing, the level of detail, the dialogue, the line, the script, everything it it plays like a, a brawling game where you do things and you do game things. But it's a really well written thriller, like a a crime thriller. I I. Any any of them as a film, great. I would go and watch it. I think that they're really fantastically crafted stories. Have you watched the Yakuza movie? No. I need to do that at some point. I am super... I did watch the Phoenix Wright movie. And boy, <laughs> howdy. Boy, howdy. That is amazing. How did it do his hair? With a metric ton of gel. Oh. oh. Uh, it, it, you should totally watch that movie if you're ever bored. Okay. Um, yeah, like, like, I had that thought, because I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm playing game, and my wife's behind me playing Animal Crossing, um, and she would just hear me laugh and go, wow, that's stupid, and she'd go, oh, do you not like this? I'm like, I love it. <laughs> this is great. Um, I, I, I honestly can't find, like, it's not Witcher level good, right? Like, it's not that level of good writing. Yeah. Where you genuinely care for the characters, and you just love the story. But it's really in a middle ground. Like, it, it's slightly below that. But I'm still super interested all the time of what's going to happen. Who's going to double cross who? How are they going to get to the <laughs> end bot? Like, I'm always interested in that. Yeah. I think it's something... Like, it. It's I separate it from The Witcher for slightly... I, t- I take it as a different tone. Like, a Yakuza game now, I play like a big story-driven thing with other stuff. The Witcher, I think, is more detailed and crafted and 
bitty and it's more world building. Yakuza is like a, it's like an interactive film. No, that's that's not quite right. It's but, what we all hope for to eight Shibuya Scramble really is. Yes, yes. Oh my god, I can't wait to play that. I'm gonna play that before game of the year. Oh, that's gonna be great. De- definitely keep me in on that. Because it's on sale right now for like four dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh-huh, uh, should I? That's what I got. Maybe, it for. You know what? You know what, Craig? Let's say it right now. Mm-hmm. We will both play it before the end of the year. Okay. That's it. It is now on tablet. Well, I could just edit it and delete out the bit. <sighs> yeah, you can just edit it out. Thank God. Um, yeah, because like. There's a few games that I hold up for their story. Of like, no, their story is the reason you play it. Not a lot, because most video game stories are garbage. Relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, Yakuza, I hold up there pretty high. And, and this, so far, is still, even at its inception, pretty damn good. Yup. Gotta agree. So... We waffled back and forth and we're making fun of it. You know, kind of like in the same way you'll make fun of a movie where it's like, oh, where did that come from, you know? Um, but, yeah, Kiwami, even though it's the start of the series, mm-hmm. still really strong yeah. in the story category. I'd, I, um, I absolutely maintain that if you take a step back and you look at series of games and franchises, Yakuza is just consistent in how... Good the story is, how well crafted it is, you know what to expect. It's probably the most consistent series given it's it's there's six games plus a turn based game plus two off shooting games. You know what you're gonna get and it's you don't see that very often. You you often see, you know, like oh what sequels completely and utterly bombed, or oh, Bioshock Infinite War fucking disaster that was. But you've got seven solid games to just sit and play and it's just inc- I think it's incredible like I really think it's really incredible like I had a thought right like like last year or was it the year before was like the year of Yakuza mm-hmm. where like everything was coming out everybody was excited for it why doesn't Sega why do they even care about Sonic anymore just just be the Yakuza guys yeah I think when you watch oh what film was Reese watching the other day Shit, it might be the Sonic film. Crap! Crap! <laughs> At the start of the Sonic film, they now have a Sega montage where the there's lots of flashing Sega IPs. Oh, they pull a Marvel? Uh, yeah, but Kiryu is like, the only thing you notice is his face and part of it before it pans out to become the Sega logo. Like, they do place a lot of stock in it and I, I think they know the value of it. I just wish... They would capitalize on it more, but Sega have never been one to capitalize on a good thing at any point. No, in time. no, so. they they are the epitome of two steps forward and then fall backwards oh, six. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because uh, uh, I was talking to one of my uh, one of the guys at work, and he was talking about you know, oh yeah, I like Sega stuff. And I said, hey, what, you ever tried Yakuza? I'm like it's super good. Sega's arguably their best franchise besides Total War, but they don't make that. And he's like, nah, not really my thing. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's fair enough, you know? But when I started to think about all the people on the internet, let's say, that have this binding love for Sega, why don't they ever bring up Yakuza? It's all like, oh, Panzer Dragoon, and oh, Outrun, and it's like, but but they have one of the highest prestige series in gaming right now, guys. Eh. 
Uh, so yeah, this is still very much a prestige in terms of my heart. It's up there with Monster Hunter and Resident Evil in terms of like, these are the big guns. So, um, this is a little final thoughtsy. So why don't you, um, have anything left to say other than the fact that I have a note and I don't know if you agree with this or not. But um, Kiryu has worse luck with women than James Bond. Hey, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of... If, anytime he Everybody's, commits, they're just dead. Yep, nope. <laughs> the moment you are a woman and you see Kiryu say, I love you, run. Just run. Um, on a side note, I, when I was researching this, uh, the producer of Yakuza said he's pretty sure Kiryu could beat John Wick in a fight. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that. I'd happily watch it. I would hope Kiryu would win, but John Wick has an unusually amazing set of talents. Talents, or I mean, I mean, I don't think it's very fair, but you know, I just thought that would be uh, yeah, interesting he, to know. Kiryu is down to earth and believable. John Wick is not. John Wick is like almost verging on superhero level film. Yeah, yeah, he's he's um he's pretty handy with those guns. His. Uh, I all that is that is something I I'm curious about the guns. It seems like in the world of Yakuza, guns are super rare, until you need a scene with forty five of them, and then everybody has them. Yeah, the 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 super rare. I took it as a code type thing. Like they always seem went. Oh, you had a gun. You know, like if it's part of the story, if someone has a gun, it's a fairly significant plot point because I don't think they're common i don't think they should be using them but if you do pick up a gun it's basically in a normal fight it's like tis but a flesh wound no matter you know like they're just yeah i know right just stabbed in the gut three times <laughs> ah, it's fine yeah. i i guess i guess um i guess you never see the normal world of yakuza all you see are these big event things but it's yeah. like we don't use guns. I'm going to show up to this boat with a crate of yeah, grenades. Yeah. That'll be fine, though. It's like, guys, guns are fine. Use them, I guess. Yeah. All right, so final thoughts on this rambling, terrible episode. I'm very sorry. Yeah, um, well, for me, I, I, what else can I say that I've not said? It's a fantastic game. It's a great entry point to the series, but even though you should play Yakuza 0 first for chronological reasons, um, I think that's more of a religious thing because I... For me, pers- I just I couldn't play a game knowing that something in chronological order happened before it. <laughs> I'd have to play the first one first. Um, I quite like it when films recut, like the chronological version of Pulp Fiction. Great, why not? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just well, yeah. I think it was done with Reservoir Dogs too. Yeah, <laughs> just go for it. Um. No, I I think it's a fantastic game. It's a great example of the Yakuza universe series, and I th- I, th- I think it's just it's just fantastic. As always, playing any of these games, I'm never gonna be downtrodden after playing one of these games and then talking about it. And I don't care if next year we go, what Yakuza was that? Was that the Yakuza with the boat that came out the water? Or, you know, I. It doesn't matter because I know that you love it and you know that I love it and we love talking about it and other people love it. So, fuck it, you know, it's just it's just great. Sorry, that was a rambly final I, thoughts, but nope. It. Well, it fits perfectly in this episode, <laughs> Craig. Um, 
I, 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 while I absolutely love and respect Yakuza, and I'm a little scared now that the director is gone from Sega, I'm a little terrified of what's going to happen. But uh, if, if even if they go to shit, we still have seven beautiful games to play. But I always have this thing when it comes to Christmas, where leading up until Christmas, it's like, oh shit, am I really in the mood for Yakuza? Ah, maybe I'm not in the mood. And then you start it, and you see your boy. And he's there being all cool. And you're just like, yeah, no, you know what? I can soak right into this hot tub, man. It, it, it's wonderful. Like, since I didn't get around to playing this game until very close to the deadline, um, I had to mainline it. And I've never done that before, like I said. But it, it's a unique experience. I think I'm going to turn it back on and play it again. <laughs> like, going through it normally, like I normally would. Um... Because, yeah, like, like I feel like I didn't get my proper Yakuza fix. And it Are will be you... a... It'll be a what, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say it'll be a year before we hit two, so you need you need to get your fix now. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. That's going to be another year. Um, we're not sure if we're going to do two or Lost Judgment. Oh, not yeah. sure. But uh, this is something we would like to keep up. Like, even if we stop releasing episodes, period, uh, we'll still release a Christmas oh, Yakuza gotcha. episode. Because it's Christmas time, damn it. It's time for Yakuza. <laughs> uh, so, Craig, why don't you dilly-dally around for a little bit while you pull up the schedule, and then you can tell people what the next episode is. I can't believe that you're accusing me of dilly-dallying around when you should know that I would have the schedule up to immediately be able to pull up the show that is on next. Well, I didn't accuse you of shilly-shallying. Oh, 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 right, sorry, I, I misheld. Um, so anyway, from the, the document that I already had open, uh, this is Game of the Year. Today is the 30th of December, if all time... No, today's the, actually... Yeah, no, today's 30th. What? No, hang on. Today's the 23rd. <gasps> it's Christmas and today's Dave. Oh, no! Uh, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Happy Hanukkah! Um, Merry anything! Happy, happy holidays, um, and all that stuff. So next week, we'll, happy everything. We've got Game of the Year, and then we're into 2022. At which point, we have our miraculous change to scheduling. So we've split off. We're retro games, and we're new fantastic games, and to do separate shows. Dave, you can probably say better words than I can but after that we're first big game in January is Streets of Rage 4 ah oh, I feel sick <laughs> uh, I might have to skip out on that but yes <laughs> alright so as Craig was mentioning remember at the first of the year if all goes according to plan and none of us get hit by meteors over Christmas uh, we will be then splitting off Retro Rewind to do its own show because looking at the numbers you can tell there's a definite audience for both and we don't want you to have, like, I hate having to sort through a podcast feed that's all like, I don't care about this episode, this episode, okay, want that one, and then you have to, you know, sort them out. Don't want you to have to do that. So we're splitting off Retro Rewind into No More Sages, which should be starting at the first of the year. Uh, the only effect that's going to happen to Bit Effect <laughs> is we will be still releasing two episodes a month, which means we will have two dead weeks in there, but going forward, and I know it's hard to believe after you just listened to this episode, uh, we're going to try to put more effort into each episode 
so maybe they're not as rambly or full of terrible information about Japanese culture. Um, I, I would like to try to do that. I'd also like to try to be a little less hyperbolic. Like, like I'm going to use this as a change the way I present things. Yeah. And hopefully they will make for less but better produced episodes. Not in, like, the sound department because Craig's a wizard with that I mean, stuff. I know I'm already the best that we can be. It's you that needs to improve, basically, is what we're getting at. Well, I think it's your humble spirit mm. that really yeah. makes you the best of us yeah. all. I am um, the me and team. But there is no I in team. <laughs> but there's a me. But there is an I in meat pie, oh. which is an anagram of team. Pie. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get the reference? No, I've got no idea what you're talking oh. about. Damn it, Craig. Uh, that's from Shaun of the Dead. Oh. Get a little bit of culture, will you? I'm not a fan of those films at all. Whoa. Like the... Is it the... Whoa. The, the popcorn whoa, 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 ghetto. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the... Oh, what's the... The popcorn ghetto? The, is there not a trilogy? There's the World's the, End. The Cornetto oh, trilogy? Oh, the Cornetto trilogy. That's the one. We don't even have Cornettos here, and I know that's the name of it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I did like Hot Fuzz a wee bit a wee bit I could oh. kind of almost because obviously Timothy oh, Dalton but mm. I didn't know this did you not is it, are we going to have to can the new show and... yeah this is going to be called No More Cranks oh. um like like I oh, no, oh okay um <laughs> later later anyway so yes that's our plan anyway uh, we hope you will stick around you should definitely stick around for Streets of Rage because Luke picked it and he's all like guys I want you to talk about it I don't want to play it but I'm going to do it anyway so we'll see how I feel about it maybe I'll be surprised uh, other than that I, I guess all that's left for us to do is thank you very much for listening um, for like all these years I know it's, it's New Year's and you get all mushy and stuff in New Year's but um, we don't have a huge audience but we got a bigger audience than I thought we ever would so, uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. I appreciate it. Um, and say sayonara, Craig. Goosey! And we will catch you next time on Game of the Year. Yeah, Game of the Year. Woo, can't wait. Game of the Year. And why it's Deathloop. And it's not Deathloop. Turns out it's the Cornetto Trilogy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 